Welcome to Tip of the Spear, powered by U Mortgage. This podcast is all about uncovering the truth behind VA loans for our nation's military service members and for veterans by VA loan experts themselves. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, the Senior Learning Specialist here at U Mortgage and a veteran myself, having served six years with the U.S. Army. Join me every Wednesday and Saturday to learn from mortgage loan originators who specialize in veteran loans about how you can maximize your military benefits and make your dreams of home ownership become a reality. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, here today with the great Sean Hammond from New Jersey, who's going to be talking with me a little bit about how having a foreclosure or a bankruptcy on your record can impact you getting a VA mortgage loan. So, Sean, really happy to have you here, my friend. How are we feeling? Fantastic. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on and um, excited to, to kind of talk about some of this and, and probably debunk some of the, you know, what we'll call misinformation that's out there also around this topic, because it does affect a lot of people. Um, and it's something that you want to make sure that you're prepared for if you're going back into that into that purchase experience, looking to purchase a home. We just want to make sure you're, you're you're equipped with the right information so you can make make the right decision for your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. People make mistakes, right? They, they may have a bankruptcy on the record or maybe they foreclosed on a property before it happens, right? But that doesn't restrict you from getting into a home again in the future. So let's talk a little bit about that. I think the best place to probably start is just giving us a, a high level overview of what's a foreclosure and what's a bankruptcy. Can we start there? Sure, absolutely. So, so really, when we talk about a foreclosure or a bankruptcy, essentially, what that is a major financial event. And and if we talk about uh, bankruptcy first, that's typically when you're in a situation, you had a life event that maybe your loss of an income, loss of loss of a spouse, a situation where the economics have changed in your current financial picture, and you go to the courts and you actually file a petition to either. On a chapter 13 would be restructuring your liabilities. So maybe making a partial repayment to your creditors. And then in a chapter seven, actually being able to petition and actually having some or all of those credit creditors not be able to collect on those liabilities. So it is a significant financial event. It is not something you don't just wake up one day and say, I'm gonna file bankruptcy. There's there's definitely a process to it. Attorneys are involved. Um, but I also like to stress the fact that this is not something somebody should necessarily be ashamed of. Um, this is not something that should that they should personally, um, you know, look at as, as as being a terrible thing on 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 their you know credit. It's it's a large event, but typically what resolved up to that was also probably a large change or or, a, or something that really affected them personally. So this is one of the mechanisms that you have to be able to restructure your liabilities um, in in that scenario. So and then when we go into this into a foreclosure, it's essentially the same type of thing. There was typically a large change in either income or you know in whatever the scenario was within your family and you started to fall short on your monthly mortgage payment. So there's a few ways that this can be be handled. Um, one is a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Um, which does also have a timing event with the VA, which essentially means you contacted the servicer and said, I want to give you back the home. I'm giving you the, you know, the asset that that this mortgage is against. 
and the bank will take over that that liability and they will they will disposition a house they will sell the house and you're you're essentially moving out that does not absolve you necessarily of the financial commitment but it's one of the mechanisms that you can leverage or have a conversation with your servicer to 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 potentially get out from underneath that liability and then and then there's the other event is just the foreclosure which means basically you haven't made your timely payments the servicer has called that mortgage due. The servicer's responsibility obviously is to collect the interest on the loan. And they've called that mortgage due and they've forcefully essentially taken that property back. So, and in every every state deals with this differently. There's judicial foreclosures. There's some states that are very timely in that. Time frames on from when a foreclosure starts to when it actually goes through can be much different. Um, but today we're really gonna be discussing after those events, when can you potentially put yourself in a situation to get back into the home ownership uh, structure and, and what steps you need to take to make sure you're on the right direction. So that's just kind of a 30,000 foot view of what those what those transactions look like. Appreciate that because a lot of people relate these two topics a little closer together and you're right, there, there's some differences between them and, there, and more importantly, what we're gonna talk about is there's different ways to get back into a house if, if you've had one of these major life events. So let's start with, with the bankruptcy. So on a VA loan, or if I've had a bankruptcy, a chapter seven or a chapter 13, what would be my path to back to getting a VA loan if I wanted to purchase another house? Sure. T typically the, these events, um, and VA is definitely without a question, the most flexible in these, when we compare this against conventional type financing, typically there's a, a very strict seven year waiting period. That is a long time. Um, VA is a two year waiting period from that timely event to when you can get back in. There are exceptions to that rule. You have to meet certain criteria. Um, if And if you could show the wherewithal that it was a isolated event and that you're back on your feet and you can specifically show details, there are some flexibilities to get that to under a year. But assuming we're looking at a two year period, um, we have to also look at when that time frame starts. And, and this is where it can be a little bit of a confusion. So when we look at bankruptcy, it's the discharge date of the bankruptcy. And when we look at a foreclosure, it's actually when the title transfers. And in every state, that's going to be a little bit different. So sometimes you can start foreclosure proceedings in one state. It may take six or 12 months even for the title to physically transfer. And that's when that waiting period, because that's when the actual asset uh, referred back to back to the servicer. So that time period is something you want to be cognizant of. Um, and in that time frame, if you're if you're looking to get yourself back in and you have the idea that you want to purchase a home, you just want to make sure that you're taking the right steps, reestablishing trade lines, reestablishing solid credit payments, um, eat, no matter how small they are, whether it's making sure your car payments on time, you know, maybe a small credit card that you're able to rebuild your credit with, just make sure that you have those timely payments. So when an underwriter is reviewing the situation, they're going to look at that life event and they're going to say, OK, well, now I see that they've taken corrective action of their finances. And now two years later, they look as if they're financially secure enough to take on another obligation like they had before. So, you know, that's that's okay. kind of the, the time period. All right. So so is there any any sort of differences between if I've had a chapter seven or a chapter 13 bankruptcy in terms of, you know, like the, the different types of bankruptcies? So would that impact getting into a VA loan faster than the other one or anything like that? So when it comes to this, typically when we look at it and when we talk about the, the difference between restructuring or or actually going through the chapter seven where where the creditors are not going to receive payment, you're typically looking for a two year history with the chapter 13. When you've restructured your your debts at that stage, if you have timely payments with with the bankruptcy courts, you can petition the court to gain authority for basically they have to authorize you to take on a large liability like that. 
and that can, that I also can be presented to the to the underwriter. So really, it's the it's the event, and then if you have timely history, timely payments. Again, it's it's just showing that credit history of rebuilding, getting yourselves out of that financial situation, and you know using the term of two years, being able to go back into a, a new home obligation. Very nice, very nice. So so more or less the the I guess standard to kind of look for, or the number to kind of just to to build around would be the two years. There's exceptions, like you're saying, but two years on the bankruptcy beat chapter seven or chapter 13 is kind of the, the sweet spot you're looking for. Is that right? Correct. And, and, and really when you look at it, two years sounds like a long period of time, but by the time, you know, that situation has been, has been righted, you've started to get yourself back together. By the time everything, you know, is you know, kind of the ship is back, back righted, you're probably 12 months into that anyway. So you right. also want to let your, let your credit scores kind of rebound a little bit. Getting that good credit history behind you is going to help in that scenario. Let you qualify for better financing because in, you know your your credit score does factor into the cost of obtaining financing. So you really need that two year history to to kind of rebuild all of those pieces. All right, all right. Well, thanks for walking us through that. And one of the things that we like to do to you know help people understand that the additional options that VA loans can can give them is compare these types of situations, these bankruptcies, foreclosures, these life events to people who don't have access to a VA mortgage, right? So, you know, non-service members or non-veterans. So do the rules change a lot for say, you know, my uncle who was never in the military, if he had a bankruptcy, um, would that impact, you know, how quickly he could get a, a mortgage? You know, the two years, is it more? How does that work? Absolutely. So, so traditionally, if we're talking about conventional financing, which is what most people, you know, without a, without the entitlement of the, the VA, mm -hmm. you're looking at a seven year time frame. Wow. And, you know, that, that is a long period of time. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing to, to, to consider and to kind of talk talk about when we're when we are discussing that is um, we also want to talk about entitlement. And that's the one thing if you did have a foreclosure and it was a prior VA loan specifically, the entitlement, which is the which is the government backing the portion, which allows you to put no money down on the transaction. When when you do have a foreclosure, there's a possibility that a portion or all of your entitlement may be garnished. So in order to move forward with a VA transaction, if that's what was foreclosed upon, there's a possibility that you'll either have to reinstate or potentially have a limited amount of funds that are available to you on your next home purchase because you, your entitlement ties to what you're able to finance within the VA transaction. So that's a calculation gotcha. based on eligibility. So when we look at the VA side, that's the one thing is that is kind of the insurance policy that is that is backing the transaction. And we just need to make sure that that you can either re restore that. Sometimes you can do that by by paying a, a portion of what the government paid on behalf of the foreclosure, or you may just have slightly less buying power because you have entitlement that's already already being used up. So it's a calculation that your loan originator can walk you through. If you do have an event like that, you definitely want to make sure that you have that conversation with them. So, so you're getting pre-qualified for the appropriate amount um, of financing dollars. I got you. All right. So, so as you were kind of walking us through that, and thanks, it was a great explanation. You mentioned the word foreclosure a couple of times. So does that apply also to the bank, the bankruptcy side, the whole entitlement thing, or is that just for their foreclosures? So, so the, your, your entitlement is tied specifically to the home. So typically that mm. is, it, if there's a loss on the foreclosure, if the government, you know, incurred a loss in that transaction, they garnish your entitlement or utilize that entitlement and it cannot be restored until it's repaid. So um, it's only tied to the foreclosure piece if the home I is see. typically lost, but it's something to consider, you know, as, as you're planning for that buying event, you just want to make sure you, you know, kind of get all your ducks in a row before you're, before you're out there and, and shopping outside of your buying power range. 
I'm with you now. Okay, that makes sense. Thanks, thanks for breaking that down for us. All right, so now to switch gears over to, to the foreclosure side, but I feel like we've actually kind of tackled it already. What are the rules there on the foreclosure side? If I, you know, if I've, I've foreclosed on a house and I'm trying to get back into, uh, into you know, buying another home, um, how long do I have to wait to to get into a VA loan? Absolutely. So really that, that mark is two years from the date okay. of, of the actual title transfer. Um, and that's something that you can, you know, some, sometimes I'll speak with veterans that may not know that date. So that, so sometimes the house, they may vacate the property, but the, the deed itself didn't transfer for maybe a month or two or three after that. Hmm. So that's something you can look up in public record. It's something that you can see when that actually happened. And that's really where, you know, you know, the kind of the, the pin is pulled on the hand grenade, right? You, you know, you have a finite amount of time. So that's, that's what starts the, you know, the, the time frame on that. And, and again, that two year mark is really the number that everybody should walk away with. Um, there are exceptions, but in general, that two years allows you to rebuild your credit history. Love the hand grenade uh, analogy. I'm definitely going to start using that. I love that. Um, so the, the other question there, again, is, is same thing. If we're comparing this to my uncle, who's never been in the military, you know, or, you know, never active service, how long would stop of seven years? And again, it just it just goes to show the flexibility of the VA, um, you know, financing. It's it's it definitely has the most flexibility as far as for for uh, FICO scores, for debt to income ratios, and really just gives that expanded envelope for for veterans to be able to be homeowners. Love that. Love that. All right. All right. I got I got one final question for you, and I hope it's not too much of a curveball, but I was thinking about this as we're going through it. Right. So. Let's say you, it has to do with the entitlement side of things. So let's say I have a house with with a VA loan and I go into one of those two different bankruptcies, right? So either chapter seven or the chapter 13. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Well, do I have to foreclose on my house if I go into one of those two bankruptcies? Because I have the VA loan, right? So do I have to, does that foreclosure you know, play into that? How does that work? So, so it, it's kind of interesting. So really, typically that's counted as two separate, you know, economic scenarios. So if you're, right. and, and I always preface this, I'm not an attorney, I'm not a bankruptcy attorney, so this is not legal advice, but from a standpoint of when, when you're talking about restructuring your liabilities and you're working with the bankruptcy courts to do that, your mortgage may or may not be tied to the portion of that. So there are times where you may be delinquent on payments and you're going through a, a bankruptcy that they will be able to roll in a portion or all of the arrearages. You may be able to reestablish payment on that existing loan and, and it's just the, the arrearages that's there. You, all of that is handled throughout the court system. But unless title is physically transferred through a foreclosure proceeding, it would not affect anything that you have as far as for the house. So there are, there are a lot of people that restructured debts go through go through the bankruptcy process and it may preclude you from getting future financing in other homes but your existing home it doesn't necessarily require you to foreclose on that property it's you know you can restructure that liability the goal of the bankruptcy ultimately is to restructure your your liabilities to put yourself in a position that you can continue moving forward so they're, they're traditionally viewed as two separate uh two separate scenarios uh, that's just nice to know, right? So it's just because you have one doesn't automatically mean that you're going to have the other one, especially if you're already in a VA loan. So that that's nice to know that even if I was to go through a bankruptcy, God forbid, uh, I may not necessarily lose my house and go through that foreclosure as well. So exactly. thanks for walking us through that, Sean. I got you. So, all right. Well, Sean, this this has been great. Super informative. We really, really appreciate you. Um, we always like to conclude with making sure that uh, 
our folks out there, you know, know where to go to or to ask additional questions. So, Sean, what's the best way to get a hold of you if uh, any of our listeners or our watchers want to reach out and ask any more questions about VA loans? Absolutely. Really, the easiest way is to, to email me. It's it's S Hammond, H-A-M-M-A-N at umortgage.com. Be happy to answer any questions. And if, you, if I'm not licensed in the location that you're inquiring, we have amazing originators throughout the country that would be able to assist. So love to uh, to have a conversation. And if nothing else, just be able to, to give you the information you're looking for. So appreciate it. Love to hear that. Love it when uh, when chat with anybody who, you know, on any of these episodes who, who come across say, hey, I may not be licensed in your state, but I will answer whatever question you got for me. So, Sean, we appreciate I'm sure our listeners and our watchers appreciate uh, you offering to be such a resource for them. So thank you. Thank you so much. Good to have you with me today. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you on another episode of Tip of the Spear. Awesome. Thanks for having me.